What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your host, Howard Blend, and welcome to Howard's Blend. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Howard's Blend Podcast, where right now on my website, www.howardsblend.com, we have the high-quality cotton t-shirt available. The price includes shipping and handling, sales tax, all that jazz. What you see on the website is what you're going to pay. Nothing else. So if you have a friend or friends, a loved one or loved ones, significant other or more than one significant other, pick one up or pick more than one up. I am eternally grateful for anybody who does. Thanks again. In this episode of Howard's Blend. If you think about it, if you have like a one-lane highway going both directions, one car can only pass at one, or one car can only be in that lane at one time. So if there's a wreck or something like that, you know, there's a big backup. But now expand that to three lanes on either side. Now instead of one car going in one direction, now you can have up to three cars going in that one direction on either side. So it's allowing more traffic with regards to your blood vessels. It's allowing more blood to get to the muscle, thus increasing that pump feeling. That's the main benefit for it being included in pre-workout supplements. Well, okay, folks, this is another episode in the series on pre-workout ingredients. So the ingredient we're going to focus on this episode and probably for another possibly two to three episodes, I haven't gone over the, uh, the additional research yet, is citrulline or citrulline malate. That's usually what you'll see in pre-workout supplements is citrulline malate. We're going to go over the difference between the two. We're going to go over how it can benefit the body in terms of general health and supplementation. Since it's a pre-workout series, we're going to go over how it benefits sports supplementation, I should say. We're going to go over dosage, all that stuff. So here we go. Now, this episode is covering citrulline, or as you'll see in the um, supplement facts of a uh, pre-workout supplement, citrulline malate, but no discussion of citrulline wouldn't be complete without first going over nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is nitrogen and oxygen, and it's a molecule that is involved in a number of vital biological uh, pr- functions or processes in the body. So regarding sports supplementation, since we're talking about pre-workout ingredients, its main benefit is vasodilation. So what's vasodilation? So vaso are blood vessels, dilation, like expanding. So the example I could think of is years ago, when I went to get my eyes checked in a yearly eye exam, they would put the eye drops in your eyes. I'm sure there's still doctors that do that. Now the doctor I go to uses that camera that they take a picture of your retina. 
but they put the drops in your eye and it causes your pupils to dilate, to get real big. And so they can put the shine the light in your eye and look at your retina easier than, you know, in a, a lighted room, your pupils going to going to shrink to not let as much light in. So that's vasodilation. Now, the benefit to athletes, I mean, really for pre-workout, it's for bodybuilders, is it increases that feeling of the pump. So the pump is basically the blood going to the muscles. So if you're doing barbell curls, dumbbell curls, whatever, you know, you're trying to get the big guns, the blood is going to that muscle to supply nutrients, etc. If you're blood vessels are getting larger, then more blood can go to that muscle. So if you think about it, if you have like a one lane highway going both directions, one car can only pass at one or one car can only be in that lane at one time. So if there's a wreck or something like that, you know, there's a big backup, but now expand that to three lanes on either side. Now, instead of one car going in one direction, now you can have up to three cars going in that one direction on either side. So it's allowing more traffic in regards to your blood vessels. It's allowing more blood to get to the muscle, thus increasing that pump feeling. That's the main benefit for it being included in pre-workout supplements. Now, strangely enough, Nitric oxide is actually a free radical, which we talked about a shit ton when we went over the negative effects, uh, possible negative effects. I keep forgetting to say that the possible negative effects of aspartame on different systems of the body. We talked about free radicals a shit ton. Nitric oxide is actually a free radical, but I did mention in those episodes that free radicals happen naturally in the body. So it's not always you have free radicals, you're going to grow a third arm or something like that. Now, how is nitric oxide formed in the body? So in the endothelial cells, so those are cells that are line blood vessels, nitric oxide is created from arginine, which is a non-essential amino acid. I believe I'm right on that. Arginine is a non-essential amino acid in its chemical reaction with an enzyme called endothelial nitric oxide synthase. So you have arginine, a non-essential amino acid, meaning we don't have to eat protein-rich foods or foods with protein in order to get arginine. Our body creates it naturally. In this endothelial nitric oxide synthase, those have a chemical reaction in the endothelial cells in our blood vessels and that creates nitric oxide. I believe there's other processes that create nitric oxide, but this was the main one, if I'm remembering the research right. Now, in addition to nitric oxide being created from this process, citrulline is also created from this process, which is the whole purpose of this episode. We're going to cover citrulline here in just a second. So now that we know what nitric oxide is, how it's primarily formed in the body, we're going to go over like what are some negative side effects that could occur from a decreased bioavailability of nitric oxide. So bioavailability basically means how much can enter into the bloodstream to have an active effect on the body. So the diminished bioavailability, I can't even say that right, 
the diminished bioavailability of nitric oxide uh, could lead to hypertension. So hypertension is basically high blood pressure in healthy, older people. And the research didn't really mention what they meant by older. I mean, I'm old as I'm old when you ask a 20 year old. So I'm assuming like maybe over 65, not trying to uh, disparage any 65, 65 year olds out there. 65 is the new 45. We'll just keep it like that. And uh, heart failure patients, which makes sense. I mean, if you have heart problems, you're probably going to have or likely to have hypertension. An assumption there, but I think it's a safe assumption. So hypertension, high blood pressure. What is high blood pressure? We'll just talk about this real quick. So if you think about it, you have the blood vessels. You know, your heart is pumping blood through those blood vessels. Well, if those blood vessels shrink or get smaller, uh, then the heart has to beat harder to push the blood through the blood vessels. One example of the blood vessels not having uh, or having less room to for blood to flow through is atherosclerosis. And that's where like plaque builds up inside the blood vessels. Well, now there's not as much room, so not as much, um, I guess the same amount of blood, the same volume has to go through a smaller space. So the pressure's higher. So the heart has to be harder to get that blood through the narrower space that inc- that increases blood pressure. So a diminished bioavailability of nitric oxide could lead to hypertension. It makes sense since nitric oxide, the, the benefit is vasodilation. It causes those blood vessels to dilate. If you have a not as much nitric oxide, then those um, blood vessels can't dilate. There's a narrow, narrower, 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 narrower amount of space for that blood to go through. Atherosclerosis, I mean, we just talked about that. It's, that could be one of the negative effects of a de- diminished bioavailability. Man, I cannot talk today. A diminished bioavailability of nitric oxide. Atherosclerosis, we just talked about that. So moving on. Insulin resistance. Well, if you listen to the series on diabetes, we talked a shit ton about insulin resistance. That's not good. Type 2 diabetes related to insulin resistance. Type 2 diabetes is insulin. Okay. Man, you see that? I'm all tongue-tied today. Type 2 diabetes is insulin-resistant diabetes. Cardiovascular disease, um, age-related muscle wasting, all that not good side effects. So this reduction in the bioavailability of nitric oxide could be due to a reduction in nitric oxide synthesis. So as we get older, our body's ability to make nitric oxide, it goes down. So not as much is being produced. Also, there's an increase in reactive oxygen species, which you talked about, that is free radicals. Even though nitric oxide is a free radical, uh, nitric oxide, example, superoxide, that's a, a free radical, uh, it can 
diminish the bioavailability of nitric oxide. And that's because superoxide uh, actually has a chemical reaction with nitric oxide to produce peroxynitrate. And this peroxynitrate can go on to eventually cause you know, cardiometabolic diseases, etc. It's not good. So that's, the, that's possibly why there is a diminished bioavailability of nitric oxide. So less amount being synthesized in our body, and then more free radicals, example, superoxide that actually combines with the nitric oxide to make peroxynitrate, which then it can negatively affect uh, our heart and other systems of the body. And if it's combining with the superoxide, then it's not available for our body to use to vasodilation, etc. So going back to uh, the previous section when we talked about how nitric oxide is primarily created in the body, and that is the reaction between arginine, non-essential amino acid, and endothelial nitric oxide synthase, and that helps to create nitric oxide. Why not just take arginine then? Why, why are we didn't talking about citrulline in this episode? Well, arginine, which I believe was actually in a lot of supplements, I think pre-workout in addition to others a few years ago, was very popular, but oral supplementation of arginine. So you're drinking a pre-workout shake, you're taking a pill that has arginine in it. Those are largely ineffective to uh, increase nitric oxide production. And that's because our gastrointestinal systems, so our, um, our intestines, and also our hepatic, which is liver, they extract the arginine out of the circulatory system, the blood supply in our body. And so it's the arginine's not available then to go undergo this chemical reaction to create nitric oxide. That's primarily why arginine is ineffective as oral supplementation. So now we get to the meat of the episode, like why are we talking about citrulline, but I haven't even mentioned it yet. Well, oral citrulline supplementation. So you put citrulline malate in a pro protein drink, or not protein drink, like a pre-workout. I guess you could put it in a protein drink. But uh, you put it in the pre-workout, you drink it, it's oral supplementation. That has been shown, per the documentation, to increase arginine levels and the bioavailability of nitric oxide. Okay, folks, so took a little break there. You're not going to notice it because I'm going to edit it out. But on the floor behind me is little Sammy. I think he was lonely. So I brought him into the studio. So if you hear some crying or whatever, etc., I'll do my best to edit some out. But hey, he's my son. He's my co-host. So he's here to uh, add a little insight into this uh, discussion. So now that we mentioned the benefits of oral citrulline supplementation. What is citrulline? So citrulline is another non-essential amino acid. Arginine, which we talked about in this episode, non-essential amino acid. Citrulline is a non-essential amino acid. So the main role of citrulline in our body is in the urea cycle. So that's the primary pathway uh, in humans, us, to remove excess nitrogen 
from the body. So basically like in the kidneys when you go to the bathroom. Now, citrulline is a non-protein amino acid. So what's a non-protein amino acid? Citrulline is not used to construct protein. So if you eat a chicken breast, your body digests it. It breaks down ultimately into the various amino acids. We go do this uh, arm routine that we were talking about. You know, get the pump because we got a lot of citrulline or citrulline malate in our blood system, cause that vasodilation. When the muscle needs to recover, which I had a whole episode on recovery, but when the muscle needs to recover, it can use those amino acids to form into proteins to help rebuild the muscle. So citrulline is not involved in that protein construction. That's basically what the the non-protein amino acid means. So citrulline is actually found in watermelon. There's other fruits. I think I have a list here in my notes. Sammy's beating on the door here. Do you have something you want to add, Sam? Oh, boy. Uh, One second. All right, back again. So I think I left off uh, that citrulline is present in watermelon. Uh, I'm going to look at my notes here in a second. I think it's in other fruits as well. But um, yeah, since it's present in watermelon, that's where citrulline actually gets its name. It says, uh, the documentation said, watermelons are known as citrullus vulgaris. So that's where the document says citrulline got its name. Ah, here we go. So other food sources, other fruits that are sources of citrulline are musk melons never heard of those bitter melons i've heard of that before squashes i like squash cucumbers like cucumber and pumpkins i like pumpkins uh, now citrulline's produced in the body we're not going to go over what we talked about earlier with the production of nitric oxide from arginine and endothelial nitric oxide synthase i believe i got that right didn't look at the notes That reaction produces nitric oxide and also citrulline, but citrulline is also produced uh, by an enzymatic reaction that requires glutamine. Glutamine is another non-essential amino acid. This reaction happens in enterocytes, which are cells in the intestines. Um, Now, glutamine, that used to be a real popular supplement because I think it was something like glutamine is the most abundant amino acid in the muscles or in the body, and glutamine supplementation was huge. I used to take glutamine years ago, and I don't know scientifically uh, why, but I I haven't done any research on it, but I I don't think glutamine is a big supplement anymore, but it used to be real big. Okay, so now we're going to focus on what's in the supplements. You'll you'll see on the supplement facts panel, more than likely if you pick up a bottle of uh, pre-workout and i'll see if i can get a picture to put on uh, social you'll see citrulline malate so citrulline is a non-essential amino acid amino acid what is citrulline malate so it's citrulline that's bound to malate okay makes sense but what's malate so we have to go with kind of go back go back and then i guess yeah go backwards and then come forward so Malic acid. 
one second again. Okay, back again. So malic acid. So uh, malic acid is found in tart or sour tasting foods. So apples. Um, I think that's the only example I have. Apples, especially like uh, Granny Smith, which I love Granny That's my favorite apple, Granny Smith. It's very like tart, kind of a sour flavor. Malic acid is naturally found in apples, or I guess in, in this case, the, the Granny Smith. Now you get malate when a negatively charged ion is combined with malic acid. So ions, there's positive ions and negative ions. So when you have a negatively charged ion that combines with malic acid, you get malate. Now malate is actually formed as part of the citric acid cycle or the Krebs cycle. Now, this is a different metabolic uh, cycle or pathway, whatever you want to call it, than glycolysis, which is what we talked about in the beta alanine episode. Glycolysis, basically that can result in the, um, the buildup of lactic acid in the muscles, which is the benefit of beta alanine supplementation. Go listen. That's the first ingredient in the pre-workout supplement series. Go listen to that to get more on, on that. But malate is actually formed as part of the Krebs cycle, citric acid cycle. So it's a different metabolic cycle. Uh, but the benefits of malate, you know, that's formed from the, the Krebs cycle. Uh, it can enhance the effect of certain minerals, pharmaceuticals. It's possible it could decrease fatigue. I may have some protective uh, capabilities of the kidneys, liver, and heart. So basically, it, it helps enhance the effect of the, the minerals. So taking to a logical conclusion in my mind, it can be used to enhance the effect of the pre-workout supplement or citrulline itself uh, when you take it. Well, folks, I almost skipped over a vital part of the episode. We have one section left, which is the dosage of uh, citrulline, but I skipped over basically why citrulline uh, oral supplementation can increase arginine and then increase nitric oxide and nitric oxide bioavailability. And that is because in the kidneys, now remember, citrulline in our body is primarily used in the urea cycle to get rid of nitrogen, so it's in the kidneys. In the kidneys, the citrulline is converted into arginine by an enzyme. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers that I get this right. Argininosuccinate synthetase. Argininosuccinate synthetase. I'll spell it A-R-G-I-N-I-N-O-S-U-C-C-I-N-A-T, synthetase, arginino-succinate synthetase. So in the kidneys, the citrulline is converted into arginine, which then can be used with the endothelial nitric oxide synthase to produce nitric oxide. I almost forgot to include that. That would have been a big fuck up. All right, the last section, I'm sorry, I, um, I, I apologize, this is the last, I know this is super enthralling information, so we're on to dosage. 
So for basically the the circulatory system, you know, the benefits for alleviating or I wouldn't wouldn't go so far as alleviating, but helping with hypertension. Sam's trying to climb up on stuff now. Um, For citrulline, the dosage is uh, 2,000 milligrams or 2 grams of citrulline three times a day for a total of 6,000 milligrams or 6 grams. So it could be taken with or without food. If you take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if you eat three times a day, you know, sometimes people forget to take their supplements or their pills, whatever. It may be easier to take it then. Now to supplement for, again, cardiovascular circulatory health with citrulline malate, you need to take 1.76 grams of citrulline malate for every one gram of citrulline you would normally take. So if the math is correct, that's around 10,000 10, grams or 10 grams of citrulline malate. Uh, now, what everybody's here for, the this sports supplementation, you need to get that pump. Everybody's after the pump, get the big arms, big legs, whatever. You want to take six to 8,000 milligrams or six to eight grams of citrulline malate about an hour before you work out. This is for citrulline malate. It doesn't describe citrulline. Again, I have never seen a pre-workout with citrulline in it. I always see citrulline malate. That may not be the case. There may be ones out there with citrulline. I just haven't seen it. Uh, Now, on days you don't work out, uh, it can be broken up into smaller doses. You don't have to take it all at one time, like if you're going to go lift some weights on those days. That's it, folks, for this first episode into citrulline supplementation. Check y'all next time. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Howard's Blend. If you enjoyed the show and you found value in it, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe. And conversely, if you hated the show, you're like, Howard, I don't give a fuck about citrulline. I don't give a fuck about knowing what pre-workout supplements do. I just buy them, take them whenever, and I feel like I get a great workout. Okay, that's cool too. Then leave a horrible review, leave no rating, and don't subscribe. Just be honest, folks. If Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, the show is also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Now, if you have a question for me, and you're like, Howard, hey, the, your research fucking sucked, you got it all wrong, or it'd be great if you said, Howard, that is awesome. You are the, the wisest person on earth, and I just needed to tell you, stroke my ego. Or if you have suggestions for future episodes of the podcast, I'm open to any suggestion. I review all suggestions. You can hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's where I'm on the most. Uh, Links to those will be in the description of the show. You can also shoot me an email. It's howard at howardsblend.com. And that's howards, H-O-W-A-R-D-S-B-L-E-N-D.com. That's the domain. There's also a contact link on my website, which is howardsblend.com, where it just so happens the high-quality cotton t-shirt is available for sale. It has this awesome Howard's Blend logo on it. But those are ways to hit me up, folks. That's pretty much it. 
Thanks again for listening. I love watermelon, so I'm going to go buy some watermelon. <laughs>